Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Kim Akrig and we are talking about how to combine the metaphysical and the physical and manifest the business of your dreams. If you want to learn how to combine the woo and the work ethic, strategy and manifestation, stay tuned. This is for you. So I don't know about you, but when I was learning about astrology, I remember feeling really overwhelmed because there's all the planets, all the signs, all these things interacting together. And it wasn't only about how those things were interacting in your chart. It was also how like the daily energies of the planets was showing up in your life and affecting your life. And I'm sure most of us are aware of Mercury retrograde at this point, but Mercury is not the only planet that can go into retrograde. All of the planets can go into retrograde. And so I found it really helpful helpful with the magic of eye planner it tells you day to day what's going on in the sky it's telling you what the moon is doing it's telling you what phase it's in it and it also has the optimum times life guide where basically every single day they give you insight onto the energy of the day and how you can best work with it so you're not basically trying to push shit up a hill and doing something in the wrong time and making your life basically way more difficult for yourself and it doesn't only have information about a astrology this year they've added a whole new section to it where they're talking about how to combine medicinal mushrooms with the energy of the planets which i absolutely love because medicinal mushrooms are so powerful for so many things and just really being able to enhance that energy and work with the energy of the stars is just going to help you manifest everything in your life a whole lot easier and aside from having all this incredible information about astrology it's basically like a quick start astrology guide so even if you're a total beginner. You can work with it. They also have a menstrual tracker. They have information on the retrogrades and eclipses. And they also have sections where you can plan your weekly goals, your yearly goals. So you can really use this as a manifestation tool to write down what you want to create as well as how to harness the energy of the stars to make that happen for you. So they've kindly gifted the listeners a discount, which is Kim Akrig, K-I-M-A-K-R-I-G-G. And their website is magic of I and like I for icecube.com. And so that code works for everything on their site. They also have really beautiful journals. There's stickers, there's moon trackers. So definitely go and have a look and use that code to save yourself 10% off of everything on the site. So let's get back to the show. Hi everyone, I hope your day is going so good. So one of the things I remember when I kind of more started like my iteration of this business is like, especially when you kind of get into, um, I guess like not the spiritual world, but like I think there's definitely like a, a group of entrepreneurs online, I would say that like they are really into the energetics of things, which I think is amazing. Like energetics is amazing. It's so important. Like they're really into like manifestation and like kind of like aligning your vibe with what you want to create and like creating from that sort of space. And while I definitely am so on board with all of that, like don't get me wrong, I definitely like use I guess the powers of manifestation to create most of the things that I've created in my life. But to me, manifestation just means like making something real. Like you're kind of like creating your life with intention. Um, Like, yes, it kind of is like this magical practice, but at the same time, like when you study psychology and stuff, you're like, no, this is just how the brain works. So it's a little bit magic. It's a little bit like 
psychology principles as well like I think sometimes when people think something is too woo woo they kind of like immediately dismiss it out of hand because they don't understand it but I think once you start to understand how the mind works and how like your belief system works and how your subconscious works and like the energetics of all of those things you really do start to understand how like these aren't like exclusive principles they're very much like united together it's just people have different like ways that they like to talk about it but the thing is is when you first start learning about manifestation or you kind of first get into it a lot of people get really tripped up because they're like hold on like so am I just trying to align with energetics and like I'm not doing anything um which isn't really the case like to me like the ideal manifestation like process is like you create the intention of what you want in your mind you set an intention for like what it is you want to make whether you're doing this on a vision board whether you're journaling on it you have an idea of what you want to bring into your reality and then basically you're kind of like trying to align yourself energetically with it you're trying to get into the feeling of already having it because really like when you get into the feeling of like having the thing that you want like it's so much easier for that thing to come to you like the resistance comes when it's like you really say that you want something but like subconsciously and like your self-worth and like your kind of vibe doesn't match up to you having that thing that's often when like you won't get it and you'll experience like resistance um but a lot of the time like sometimes people can be like okay well I've done like the energetics but then they're like not taking action so it's it kind of becomes like this push-pull between like is it energetics or is it like action or like is it like it's kind of funny because people seem to think it's like a very either or thing, which is like very human to do. Like we are very, we can really fall into like the, the duality thinking of being like, it has to be this or it has to be that. And that's not really true either. It's definitely both. And like, I think when you align your beliefs and you align your subconscious beliefs and you align your self-worth with what you want to create and you get into a good feeling about it and you take action from that place and you're not taking action from a place of like desperation or lack or scarcity, like that's when things can manifest very quickly. But a lot of it comes down to people being like, so is it mindset or is it like your hustle? And it's funny because it's kind of like one of those chicken or the egg things because it's like, well, if you don't have the mindset that supports what you want to create, you're not going to take the action or you might be taking the action, but like subconsciously you'll be pushing it away and your subconscious beliefs will always take precedence over like you just hustling a lot. And I even, I saw this very much in my own experience. And I spoke about this a little bit last week on the podcast where like I was working so hard, but my subconscious beliefs didn't support me creating what I wanted to create. So that's why I experienced so much resistance. And as soon as I cleared out those subconscious beliefs and like worked on my self-worth and worked on my beliefs and then still was doing the practices to get into the feeling of having what I wanted, but also taking action, that's when things really start to show up for you but basically so when people are like is it this or that it's kind of both but on today's podcast I really wanted to talk about like the mindset shifts that you really do need to make in order to become successful and like of course this isn't going to be something that you're trying to achieve perfection in it's not like you're like okay I've achieved this shift and now I'm done forever like I really think that like mindset work is a consistent practice and like the more you do it and the more you end up shifting your beliefs in a way that is like beneficial and positive for you, the easier it is to sustain those beliefs and also like 
when you do the subconscious reprogramming, it's definitely a lot easier to sustain those beliefs than it is to like, um, try and be like consciously forcing yourself into it through like affirmations or just always trying to make sure you're staying in a positive vibe and all of those things. Because when it comes to staying in like a positive state of mind, I think it's more like we need to look at like what is weighing you down that keeps you from existing in that state. Cause I would say that like being like in a neutral to positive state, that's like natural to us. Like if you look at how babies are, like they are, I mean, it depends on the temperament of the baby. And of course, so many things affect this, like its environment and its parents and all that stuff. But generally, their like default mode is like happy and curious and playful. And if they're upset or sad or like stressed or something, you'll know, but they don't stay in those feelings. Like once they have their needs dealt with, they move on. And so it's like, I, I feel like we can get back to that state of being where like our expression and like how we feel is like either like neutral or positive. But there definitely has to be, like, you have to address, like, your past trauma. You have to address, like, your subconscious beliefs. Like, all of those things that are going into creating those not-so-great feelings. But basically, the shifts that you really need to make mentally to become successful, and this doesn't just apply to entrepreneurs. Like, I would say, like, if everyone shifted their mind to being this way, it would definitely make for a way better world, honestly. So let's get into them. So the first one is moving from like a fixed mindset to a gross mindset. And a book that I'm just going to throw out here from a researcher who has done a lot on this is from Carol Dweck. Her last name is spelled D-W-E-C-K. I believe her book is literally just called Mindset. <laughs> and so basically a fixed mindset kind of believes that like you're given a certain amount of talent and that's all you're going to get. You can't improve on it. It just is what it is. And like you get what you get and that's the be all end all, which is really upsetting because if you're like, well, I'm just given this amount of talent and I can never improve on it. I just have what I have. That really is like quite defeating because you're like, well, of course, there's just going to be someone out there who's better than me. So like, why should I even bother? Like, why should I even try? But a growth mindset, and there's actually research proving that like having a growth mindset does make you like a happier person overall. So this is like really important. And so basically a growth mindset believes that like your intelligence, your abilities, your skills and your talents, they can be developed through hard work and consistency. Like you can be really bad at something, but that doesn't mean that you can't be good at it. Like this is the, the thing that I think that the trap people fall into is thinking like, oh, like you're really talented at that and that's it. Like, but the thing is, is they don't realize is that most people who are really talented are talented because they've been working really hard on what they do and they've been working on it consistently and they've probably been doing it for a long time. So it's like, is it talent or is it just hard work, you know, or like, I think sometimes hard work has negative connotations, but I think it's more like consistent work over time is definitely going to make you better at things and like having a mentor or whatever it is, though that will just naturally make you better. Like no, nobody is born being good at everything. Of course, we always have things that we're going to be like naturally 
inclinated towards and often those will be the things that we develop as skills but it's often things that we get like praised for when we're young like if someone or it's like socially acceptable to have that thing those are usually the things that we're going to try and hone and work on but that doesn't mean that other things can't be improved upon and I always like like to use the example of me and math so growing up when I was in like elementary school um I really struggled with math elementary school high school like I really struggled with it like when I was younger for some reason they thought I had like a learning disability and then so my mom took me to all these psychologists got me taking all these tests and they were like no she doesn't actually have a learning disability she just I forget exactly what they said but it was along the lines of like unless she's really interested in it she just won't pay attention <laughs> and I'm like I don't know if that's a disability but that is something that has carried through with me through my entire life like unless I'm really interested in something I really do struggle to pay attention or to do it but anyways so I was like so bad at math that at one point they were kind of like maybe she should just not do it like maybe she should just drop out of math and like take something else and my mom was kind of like mm, let's just get her a tutor and see how she goes so I get a tutor I just basically pass which was all I really wanted like when I was getting out of high school I was just like you know what all I want is my high school certificate I really don't care about my grades I'm not planning on going to university next year so I was like I just want to get out have that certificate I don't care about the grades essentially and so cut to many years later and now i'm going back to school to study psychology and for those who don't know statistics is a huge part of psychology like pretty much every single year of your degree you have a, a statistics subject and like that could definitely have thrown me off but i remember being like you know what like this is part of it and i have to do it and like people who are less intelligent than me um, have done this and they've gotten through it so I can do it too and just through like being like knowing that okay this is probably not going to be my strongest subject but like if I show up and I do the work and I keep asking questions and I keep really looking for clarification and trying to get the answers and just doing my hardest to really like ensure that I end up getting this I eventually did really good I got a distinction on like one of my final exams which blew my mind because like I was like, here's someone who they told that in high school she should drop out of math and here's me doing like university level statistics and getting a distinction in it, which is like Australia has a different grading system, but that's like basically like the second best you can get. So like this is where a growth mindset comes into it and be, is like, okay, well, I might not have like the natural math talent or inclination or skills, but I can work on it. And all I need to do is just get through this period. And like, not like I'm going to forget everything I know afterwards, but you know what I mean? Like you, you kind of are like, I just need to be able to do it for this period. And I just need to do everything that I can do to make sure that this goes well. So this really allows you to reframe going through difficult situations instead of being like, oh, maybe I'm just not meant to do this. Like throw that out the window. Like you're meant to do whatever you want to do. And it's really like your hard work and determination to succeed at that thing that matters so much more than any like natural talent you might have for something. So next thing is moving from fear to curiosity. And this is huge because Recently, somebody asked me, they were like, well, like, how do you get comfortable with getting out of your comfort zone? And I was like, you know what, you really never get comfortable getting out of your comfort zone, because as soon as you're comfortable, the edge stretches like the 
the thing is, is like, I don't think you'll ever be fully comfortable or feel ready to do the things that are really important. I think there's always going to be like mixed emotions or fears or whatever that come up. So it's like, instead of trying to expect that we're going to feel comfortable getting out of our comfort zone at any point in time, just like acknowledging that like, hey, like, what's the worst that can happen? At least I just need to try. And like, I always think of like, dance class is a really good analogy for me because it's like at the dance studio there's like levels like heels one to three and like one is basic three is advanced and like i always go to the like level three classes because i know even though i might not nail it even though it might be really hard even though i might feel like i'm really struggling that's where i'm gonna grow like yeah i can go to a heels one class and feel really good about myself and be like yeah i nailed that corey i did it perfect like blah 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 feels good for your ego but am i gonna grow there no like i'm not gonna grow if i just keep playing at the level that i feel comfortable at and then you just stagnate and i think the thing we have to realize is we're constantly expanding ever evolving beings so you need to get comfortable with getting out of your comfort zone i think the more that you can push yourself to do things that don't feel comfortable for yourself like the better your life is gonna be like i'm just throwing that out there right now and i don't mean going against like your intuition and putting yourself in situations that are unsafe i mean like things that are like in the direction of where you want to go and the more you can just like keep pushing the edge of what feels comfortable like you'll be shocked at how much you can grow and as somebody who really was like quite a perfectionist and still struggles with that sometimes i think it's it's good to go for like the messy growth and know that like it doesn't need to look perfect. And the thing about perfectionism is it's always ruled by fear. And it's usually like a fear that we're either not good enough or a fear that other people will think badly of us or so on and so forth. But when you change your self-worth to be like, no matter what I'm doing, like I am worthy, like I'm a good person, like I am enough. And you just kind of take that out of the equation and be like, look, well, I'm willing to try. <laughs> like, um, when you, it's kind of what you make that failure mean about you that is really going to be the thing that is going to stop you from going for the things that you want to go for. And I think sometimes it's like, it's like that whole thing of like, if you shoot for the moon, you're going to land amongst the stars, which doesn't really make sense because the stars are farther away than the moon. But really what they're saying is like, if you aim really big and you go for that, you have a higher chance of getting something really far off or something really in the distance. Whereas if you're always just playing within like the zone of where you feel comfortable, like you're going to stagnate pretty quickly. And that's just really boring. So be like lean into challenges with a sense of curiosity and be like, hey, I either win or I learn. Like there is no losing here. Like the mind hates loss. But if you can start to see it as like, it, I either win or I learn. And if I didn't go the way that I wanted, what can I learn from this experience? And you'd be, you'll be like amazed at how quick you start to grow when you adopt that as an attitude. The next one is moving from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset. So especially when it comes to business, I think it can be really easy to get into a thing of being like, oh, like there's not enough clients, like my area is like oversaturated and blah, blah, blah. And of course, like, while we're not 
I don't want you to think that like it's okay to just go out there and create exactly the same thing that somebody else has created. Like that's not what I'm saying, but I'm just saying is like when you're showing up and you're being in your truth and you're like really doing what you feel like you're meant to do, there will always be room for you. Like if you think about there's like over 7 billion people on the planet, like you don't even need all of them to become your clients. I think it's Tim Ferriss who says you only need like a hundred or no, maybe it's Seth Godin. I can't remember. It's one of the two of them. And they're like, you only need like a hundred true fans to have like a really successful business. And it's like a hundred isn't very many people in the grand scheme of things. You just have to make something that good that like a hundred people absolutely fucking love it. And then you can be successful. So it's like you have to start looking for why there's more than enough for everyone because what you look for is what you're going to get. And that's why it's like a mindset shift. Like if you start being like, hey, there's enough of opportunities to go around and like the only person I'm really competing with is myself. And even though I might be perceiving that I'm competing with someone else, like I'm not because like for the right people, I'm going to be the right person. And that other person, like those other clients might not be right for me. And I just don't know that yet. So it's like you have to start looking for why there is more than enough to go around and like this is like one of the biggest ones because it's like what you perceive is going to be a reality like if you think there's not enough to go around and you have to be like fighting for things and like there's scarcity then of course that's what you're going to see but if you start showing yourself like hey there's enough to go around and it's going to be okay and like there's enough resources for us to all be abundant like that's what you're going to get the next one is moving from like a fixed mindset to being flexible. So like while being stubborn can be advantageous at times, um, especially in business, like the more you get fixed on like something needing to be a certain way, the more you really block yourself off from opportunities for things being different or better, or like maybe you just haven't like adapted with it. And a really great example I see of this, I have two actually, is like everyone all the business owners on Instagram who keep complaining about how Instagram isn't the way that it once was. And like, you can't see me right now, but I'm using air quotes. And when I say like, it wasn't the way it once was, I'm like, what is this mythical golden age of Instagram that you were talking about? Like for the majority of the time that people have really been selling on Instagram as a business, it's been run by the algorithm the way that it is. Like, I mean, it, it, I'm sure it changes all the time, but the only constant in life is change. And if you're sitting there like bemoaning the fact that Instagram was not the way that it once was before, you're missing out on the chance to adapt and grow and change like to the way that Instagram is now. And I mean, I don't just mean Instagram, I mean everything. Like if you're stuck there consistently being like, oh, well, it's not how it was before and the blah, 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 like nobody sees my post and all those things. Like you're just going to get left behind because people aren't like the people who have like adapted and they've started making Instagram work for them and they're excited about being on it. Those are the people who are going to attract the customers. Those are the people who are going to attract the following and the community and so on and so forth. And then if you're just still over there stuck about how it wasn't the same as it used to be in the past, like you're just going to get left behind. And I'm just trying to be mindful of the time, but like the other example that I really have was like AI, like there's so many people out there complaining about how like, oh, AI is going to take away jobs from creatives or photographers or like so on and so forth. And I'm like, 
well, yeah, you could see it that way. But at the same time, if we look at the art that AI is pumping out, like we know it's AI art, like they don't know how to pose people differently. Like when you look at certain images, you just see the same poses over and over again. And the thing is, it's still people directing AI. So like people prompting AI, that's going to be a job. So it's kind of like you can get stuck on the past and be like, oh, no, things aren't the way that they were before. Or you can decide that you're going to be an early adopter and like look for new opportunities that like this thing is going to give so many people because it's like you can sell like AI prompts, you can be like an AI prompter, like it's like anything using it as a skill. And if you become an early adopter and start to become really good at using that skill, you've just added another thing that makes you more valuable to your toolbox instead of getting hung up on the past because we can't go back there. So you might as well learn, like you might as well go with it and move forwards. And then the next one is like from moving from self-doubt to confidence. So the funny thing about confidence is like, you can only really feel confident about something once you've done it a lot. And in order to do something a lot, you have to have been like bad at it at some point in time. So confidence really just comes from doing something over and over and over again. But the other thing that's going to allow you to have and build that confidence is like self-belief. And self-belief is something you can start giving yourself right now. You don't have to have done anything to believe in yourself. You just need to know that you're worthy, know that you're enough, and know that you can grow and improve your skill set. And recognizing that at some point, you know what, in pretty much everybody's life, at some point, you will fail at something. And I think it's funny to think that we won't fail most of the time. And of course, I'm not saying that we should expect to fail when we do things, but I think Going into life with an expectation that you're not going to fail and trying to constantly avoid it is like playing on the defensive, but you're never going to move forwards down the field. And like, I don't really know if this is a good sports analogy, but if you're constantly on the defensive trying to avoid failure because you think that's the worst thing, like you're never going to grow. And often like our failures or like our rock bottoms or like the hard things in life, you can use that as the foundation to learn and move forwards and recognizing that pretty much everyone at some point fails. Like if you failed, it just means that you tried and there's nothing bad about trying. So it's what you believe about yourself in those moments that's really going to set you up for success. Because the person who like believes in themselves, they're like, that's okay. It didn't work that way. I'm just going to go and try a different way. I always think of like goats and how they're just so determined. Like if they want to do something, nothing is going to stop that goat from doing it. Like they will chew, they will butt, they will kick. They will just keep going until they get to the path that like they get to where they want to go. And like, if they don't make it mean anything, if like them kicking the thing didn't get them through where they wanted to, they'll just try something else. And I really think that's an attitude that we can adopt where it's like, okay, well, if that thing didn't work, I'm just going to regroup and try a different tactic. But at least now I know that that way of doing it doesn't work. So yeah, I guess that was my last one. I was going through my notes and apparently that was the last one that I have. But just to recap quickly, um, the first one is really moving from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. The next one is really moving from a sense of fear to a sense of curiosity. 
The next one is moving from like a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset. And the last one, oh no, second last one is moving from like being fixed in the way that you've done things to being flexible and trying new things in the future. And the last one is moving from like self-doubt to confidence in yourself and like belief and self-belief because the belief in yourself is going to be the most important thing and that you'll naturally as a byproduct of that you'll get confident in what you're doing because confidence only just comes from doing something over and over again. So in order to do that, you have to be bad at it at some point, but it's really like, what do you make being bad at something mean about you basically? So yes, I hope this was helpful for you as always. Please don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. And if you need help with basically any of these mindset shifts, these are things that we can work on in hypnotherapy. Like if you're like Kim, I really struggle with perfectionism. I'm just like paralyzed by it. Like I just am so afraid to do the wrong thing. That's okay. I've got you. We can definitely get in there, start to understand the root cause of this. We can work through those blocks and we can rewire you with a new mindset. And because we do this on a subconscious level, you're able to achieve these results like so much more quick and like effortlessly because we're doing the work in your subconscious and your subconscious really controls 90% of your behavior. So yeah, if you're curious about booking in a hypnotherapy session, there is the link to my scheduler below. And if you have any questions, there's also a link to book in a free no obligation coffee chat where we can just talk about to see if it is a right fit for you. So that's it from me for this week. And I will talk to you soon.